Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. It's it's a lot like Christmas. It's a lot like seven days of Christmas. Uh, we even say that in our first uh, email. You know, it's going to feel like Christmas over the next seven days, and we list out everything that they're going to get, which gets them excited for the next seven emails. Um, and then you know, on that seventh day, we kind of pull the rug out from underneath them. But I mean, not in a sleazy way. What's up, everybody? Rick Mulready here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Pay Traffic podcast. How's it going? Great to have you here. Thanks a lot for taking a few minutes out of your day to hang out with me today. I really appreciate it. Here on the Art of Pay Traffic, this is your one-stop shop for learning everything that you need to know about paid traffic. You're going to get the best tips, the best tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot without having to empty your wallet in the process. Nobody wants to do that. Paid traffic is what fuels the sales machine in your business and allows you to know exactly where your next lead and sale are going to come from. Want to create freedom in your business? Learn from the best experts in paid traffic what strategies are working and not working right here at The Art of Paid Traffic. All right, today I'm really excited to welcome Justin Brooke to the show. Justin has been in the paid traffic space for over eight years now, and he runs a digital advertising agency called I Am Scalable. Super well-known guy in the space, very, very smart with this stuff, and I'm really excited to have him on. He's one of those guys that I could talk to for hours about paid traffic, and in fact, we talked for quite a while about a few different topics, which is why this is going to be part one of my talk with him. And in this episode, we talk about native advertising, or what some people are calling content amplification. Great conversation around what's quickly becoming a must-do strategy to generate leads for your business. Business. There's a lot of topic, a lot of talk, I should say, right now about native ads, and uh, we really get into it here. So today you're going to learn four areas on your website that Justin recommends to collect leads. He's actually seeing a 15 to 25 percent opt-in rate using these strategies that he talks about today. We also talk about strategies for increasing conversions 
on your website, how Justin is getting that 15 to 25% opt-in rate. He shares his full sales funnel that starts with the native ads. So once somebody clicks on the ad that he's running, then what happens? He breaks down his entire sales funnel for you today. And he explained why he explains why his seven-part email autoresponder series, meaning once somebody opts into his list, is a lot like Christmas for the people getting those emails. Before we get into that, though, I want to give a big shout out to and thank the sponsor for today's episode, which is Shortstack. Shortstack is a self-service software tool that allows you to build mobile-friendly, high-converting campaigns and landing pages for all of your online marketing efforts. Whether you're a total beginner to creating campaigns and landing pages, or you like to get down with some HTML or CSS, you're going to love the ease of using Shortstack. To get started using them for free right now, just go to shortstack.com forward slash Rick. All right, let's go hang out with Justin. All right. uh, What's up, Justin? Thanks so much for coming on to The Art of Pay Traffic. I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Absolutely. So we're going to get into some cool topics here today, specifically uh, using paid traffic to amplify the content that you've already put together, as well as native advertising and sort of how they're kind of the they're kind of both the same thing but everybody from what i see there's there's a few different definitions when it comes to native advertising when you think of native, native advertising how do you define that yeah there are a couple different types of native advertising and content amplification is the seo guys real, realizing that they can get a lot more boost if they just pay for some traffic to their articles and native advertising is the paid traffic guys realizing that if they do the content thing, they can get a little bit more boost out of there. So it's both sides of the industry mm-hmm. just kind of calling it their own thing. But native advertising essentially means that you are serving ads that look native to the environment. Sure. So, you know, that is, uh, you know, blog posts on Twitter, or, you know, tweets on Twitter, really, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily blog posts, but, Tweets on Twitter, status updates on Facebook. Uh, it also means you know having you know like if you had a blog and you had somebody else put a post on there for you. You know like if 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 you had a post on my blog okay. talking about your product, and then I was driving paid traffic to that. That's another form of native advertising. We're kind of disguising the ad as content. We're trying to blend it into the environment that people are normally inside of. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think that I always get so fired up about this because people get fired up that it's it's unethical, that we're trying to trick people when in fact, in the way I look at it, and granted, I mean... I'm coming from 14 years of being in online advertising, so I have a different different view on it. But the way that I think it, the way the way I think about native advertising is, for those of us who are using this type of advertising online, we are presenting information that's relevant to what's being read. Meaning, you know, if it's in a, or if it's on a specific website. So if I'm on, if I'm guest posting on your website, and then you're amplifying that and it's if we're running through maybe let's just a facebook ad and we're running through a news feed well we are targeting that content to somebody who we think is most likely interested in that content so rather than being intrusive we're trying to provide relevant content 
to that person. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, it's like the the consumer is not letting us win. So right. at first, you know, all consumers were like, "Oh, we hate your salesy ads." And so then we as advertisers came up with this way of making our ads not be very salesy, instead positioning them more as educational content. And now they're like, oh, you're just trying to trick me. I'm like, come on. (laughs) We can't win. (laughs) Yeah. So when you're doing, when you're driving traffic to, when you're using this type of native advertising, I'm I'm assuming, and I, this is kind of a loaded question because I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but I'm assuming, especially when it comes to Facebook ads, that you're leveraging Retargeting, you're leveraging the website custom audiences so that when you have traffic coming to reading that po- that blog post, that you can serve ads to them at a later point and build an audience out of you know that uh, those people coming to that blog post. Is that right? Absolutely. And you know, I don't really consider my blog a blog or you know the articles, blog posts. You know, I mean, every single it's an environment. And it is designed for a purpose. It's, it's, it looks like a blog because that's kind of what I want my users to think of it. And it feels, looks like it, feels like it. It's helpful. It's educational. And if it's not those things, you're not doing it right. If it's tricking them, manipulating them, you're not, you're doing it wrong. So, but for me, this is a highly designed, very strategic environment that I am bringing my users to, my visitors to. Mm-hmm. And it's designed to get an action. So it, even though it's a blog post, you know, I'm getting about 25% of my readers to opt in still, just like a squeeze page, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25. Sure, a squeeze page would probably get me, you know, into the 40s and 50s if, you know, if I had a good squeeze page. But, sure. you know, this blog, they feel like they're discovering my products instead of like, I incentivize them to go through my funnel and force them mm-hmm. through a funnel. So, the backend metrics are a lot different because they feel like they discovered it. And so it's just a different buyer. It's a much better, higher quality buyer and they spend more money. But yeah, I'm, I'm also leveraging retargeting, custom audiences, marketing automation, personalization. I mean, everything I can to achieve my goals as a business while sure. also helping them achieve their goals of you know, figuring out the answer to a question that they had. Sure. So if you're if you're driving traffic to yeah. a blog post, so you're you're leveraging paid traffic to do that, you get you get people there. I want to sort of hone in a little bit on what you said about getting people to opt in to your email list. You know, is that a you know, is that sort of um, um, I hate saying this, is that a pop up box? Is that a an opt in box within the content? Is that the bottom of the post? Or what types of things are you doing for um, lead generation that way? And yeah, I'm glad you asked this. For everybody, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. some people, they might want them to download a free report. Some people, they want them to watch a video, a webinar. For me as an agency, I need to, I need to generate leads because my sale is really going to be made over the phone. It's not really going to be made off of a sales page or mm-hmm. even a video sales letter, probably not even a webinar. So you got to think about what is the the goal for you, the initial action you need them to take, and it's about that. And there are three areas, well, I guess there's four areas that really drive the needle up in conversion. So the first area is the header. And most people put some sort of like 
sliding graphic or carousel graphic here with like fancy pictures and maybe if they're smart they've even got some headlines here but Mm -hmm. we use that area just below the logo and the navigation area of the website we use that area that's the prime real estate we use that area to turn it into a little squeeze page or to turn it into a very big call to action you know imagine a a big fat banner at the top of a website or it's like a little mini squeeze page up there at the top. Uh, could be called a feature box. Could be called a lot of different things. But that is the area that does the most action. I don't use the pop-ups. One, I personally don't like the pop-ups. So it's a personal choice for mm-hmm. me. And then I just feel like most most people who come to your website, if the pop-up happens within the first 30 seconds, they're not really qualified at that point yet anyways. So when I do run pop-ups, I usually have them set to to pop up like 45 seconds or a minute in, and it'll say something like, you know, it's obvious that you like this page, or uh, if you're liking what you're reading, there's a lot more to find out. Mm, Okay. Um, Okay, so you got that header area, then you got the sidebar. Um, I move the sidebar to the left instead of the right. We find that that works better. And if you look at Amazon, you look at Facebook, you look at most of the big websites, the sidebar, you know, where you're going to take all your actions is usually on the left Hmm. instead of the right. And then uh, just below the blog post, you know, right below the blog post, but not after the comments. So in between the comments and the end of the blog post, we put another like call to action box right in there. That's the third area. And then the fourth area is just making sure there's a couple of links. You don't got to overdo it inside your blog post, but Mm -hmm. a couple of uh, strategically placed links inside your content. Um, You know, combine all those areas, all four of those areas. One, it's impossible for them to miss what it is you're trying to promote to them. It's also not going to choke out the content. It's it's not going to... You'll make the reader feel like, well, what here is the content and what's the ad? Um, but it's still going to get the job done. And with those four areas, we can usually get anywhere from 15 to 25% opt-in rates. Wow. So when you're doing this, I, I love this strategy and having all these different places on your blog post page. Are, they, are, are the opt-ins um, specific to the article or is it sort of more in, in general to um, the overall website? We'll get into that in just a second, but first, I want to give a big shout out to and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Shortstack. Recently, I got to sit down with Shortstack's CEO, Jim Belosik, and I challenged him to explain what Shortstack is for you in 20 words or less using no jargon. Ready? Go. Okay, uh, challenge accepted. Shortstack is a do it yourself tool for building web pages to engage with your audience, collect information, and drive sales. Is that 20? <laughs> I, I was just, I was starting to count on my fingers, but I think you hit it. Nice work. Nice work. So if you're looking for a simple do-it-yourself tool to get more qualified leads and sales for your business, definitely check out Shortstack. You'll love how easy it is to use. Get started today for free by going to shortstack.com forward slash Rick. All right, back to the show. You know, I have a a belief in something that I teach my own subscribers uh, that relevancy increases conversions. Mm. And so the the more relevant your offers can be to the article you're sending them to, the better. However, it's not always possible, like if you're running 10 articles or more, 
to have 10 completely different. It's possible inside the article to link to a couple of different things, and uh, we can talk about that as well. But for me, I have two different offers. I have one that's a very broad offer. Uh, For me, it's a spreadsheet of traffic resources, and that is something that pretty much anybody with a website would want. Sure. But then there's some people who are looking for something meaty. You know, they're not just looking for a little gadget or whatever. They're looking for a meaty lesson that's really going to help them figure all this stuff out. And for those people, we have our secondary offer, which is like a, an hour long, you know, a free one hour long video course. Okay. And so the the contrast between those, like here's this quick download instant gratification tool. We usually have that in the header and then in the sidebar uh, and in the footer, we have the, um, you know, the more meaty, the secondary option, which is the video. Gotcha. Okay. And so if we can kind of just really quickly, because I want to kind of start to wrap things up here. Once they opt in, what is that what does that look like? Because I kind of want to complete the funnel here, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we have the native ad. We have the native ad, which is you know um, your blog post where you're running that you're promoting as an ad that is driving people to the actual blog post. Within the post and around it, you have the the uh, the opt-in areas to generate mm-hmm. leads. Then, sort of take me through the next steps. The next step, you know, we have a seven-part autoresponder that uh, or follow-up sequence, whatever anybody calls it that introduces us gets the you know basically it's designed to get the subscriber to know us like us trust us and then by the seventh email you know it's our hard pitch it's mm-hmm. it's almost like you're probably not going to hear from me for a little while if you if you don't buy because I from here on out I spend a lot of time with my customers I hope you enjoyed all the gifts that we've given you over the last couple of days though and the content yada yada right. so it's it's a lot like Christmas it's a lot like seven days of Christmas <laughs> uh, we even say that in our first uh, email you know it's going to feel like Christmas over the next seven days and we list out everything that they're going to get which gets them excited for the next seven emails um, and then you know on that seventh day we kind of pull the rug out from underneath them. But I mean, not in a sleazy way. I right. mean, just let them know that the free ride is over now. And sure. if you, if you've liked everything that you've seen, you're really going to enjoy being our customer because that's where I spend the most of my time. Sure. And is that every day for seven days, they get an email every day? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So I just want to kind of recap that again. So we have the blog post or, or promoting a blog post as an ad. So that makes it uh, a native ad, which is, Basically, it looks like the content from whatever platform that you're running on, whether it's Facebook or, or, or Twitter. So you're uh, using paid traffic to drive people from that ad to the blog post on your site, generating leads from there, and then an email autoresponder sequence over a week's time to build that no like, and trust factor and then presenting the offer to them. Did I yes. hit all that? Yep. yep. Awesome. Um, so I want to make sure that people can go to your website to check out um, the experience on your on your website and really kind of follow along and check out some of the things that that uh, that you're doing, Justin. What's the best website for them to uh, to go to? The best website is imscalable.com. It's the letter I, letter M, and then the word scalable.com. Awesome. I will be uh, sure and link up that uh, link in the show notes for uh, for today's episode, Justin. This is going to be a part one because we literally could talk about talk for hours about different topics. And uh, in the the next episode that we that I have you on here, we want I want to dive into 
uh, Facebook compliance and landing pages and and uh, that sort of thing. But I want to leave yeah. it at that right now with for native advertising. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Art of Paid Traffic Man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the conversation there with Justin Brooke. As you can see, you really need to be testing native ads and sending people from your ads to content and then getting them on to your email list. This is a big trend that's happening right now. He gave some great tips there too around how to increase your conversion rate once people get to your site from the ad. Now, I put together a cheat sheet for today's episode that visually breaks down this whole native ads strategy with some examples and step-by-step instructions for doing it the right way. And you can download the cheat sheet over on the show notes page for today's episode, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 17. That's the number 17. So rickmulready.com forward slash 17. Also, if you have not yet subscribed to the show on iTunes, and left a quick rating and review for the show, it would be a huge help as it helps with the rankings there on iTunes and allows us to help more people. Literally, it only takes a minute. So go over to iTunes, put the art of paid traffic in the search field. And once the podcast comes up, you can leave a quick rating and review there. Really appreciate that. And thanks so much in advance. All right, that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Coming up in the next episode is going to be part two with Justin. And in that episode, we dive into Facebook ads, policies, and compliance. And we get into this whole discussion around how to avoid getting your ads disapproved and also how to avoid from getting your ads account shut down, which seems to be happening a lot more and more these days. So that is coming up in the next episode. As always, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.